Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. We're going to repeal it and replace it, and and it'll be great health care for much less money. We can have the benefits that were promised to them without any change whatsoever. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, keep digging the hole deeper, burying that deficit more, that's much harder to keep that kind of a commitment. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Assistant's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy, just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, our producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 152 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in our listening audience. If you want to follow me on Facebook, you can do that at Kerry Hall, spelled C-A-R-Y-H-A-L-L, or America's Healthcare Advocate. There are two Facebook pages. As I said, I'm not sure why Oscar would have to answer that question, but there are two, so you can go to either one of those. You can also go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. That is our website. All the information is up there on the shows. We post the shows up there. There are also podcasts on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud, so lots of information on the website. If you want to send me an email, you've got a question, a comment, maybe there's something you'd like us to explore or talk about on the show, Feel free to do that. We will be happy uh, to uh, respond to you after the broadcast. All right. Today we are doing a unique broadcast. We are in Lexington, Missouri at the Lafayette Regional Healthcare Center, and we're doing a show today. We've got more people in this, audio, in, in this studio than we've ever had on any show, Oscar. I think in 14 years I've never had this many people on the air at one time. So this is going to be an interesting show today. We're going to be talking about the partnership between Life Flight Eagle, Lafayette Regional, um, and Centerpoint uh, Hospitals, both both of which are HCA hospitals. We're going to be talking about a specific story that occurred here on November 19th. The lady's name was Danelle Decker, and she had a heart attack. And uh, she was flown from here uh, at Lafayette to the folks at Centerpoint. We have the nurses uh, from Centerpoint and the nurses from uh, Lafayette Regional here. Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle back for his 127th show. Did you know you'd done that many? No, I had no I idea. I just made that up, but it oh, sounded okay. pretty that, good, that, didn't it? It does yeah, sound I, good, though. I, I, thought, I, thought, yeah, I thought it sounded really good. So, <laughs> so joining us from uh, Lafayette Regional Medical Center, Jenny Maxey and Christina Hatcher, both RNs who actually interacted uh, with Danelle Decker uh, when she had her heart attack. Matt, why don't you kind of set the stage for what happened here, and let's, let's go from that, and then, and then we'll talk with Jenny and Christina. Well, sure. Uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, we're sharing Danelle's story today. Um, she was actually going to be here and share the story with us, um, but she was unable to come at the last minute. So um, we're going to share share her story. Um, she was not feeling very good for a while um, and knew her blood pressure was probably a little bit higher than what it ought to be because she had stopped taking her blood her uh, blood pressure medicine. Not good. Not good. Um, uh, so she had not been feeling well for a while and um, uh, finally said, you know, I need, to, I need to go to the hospital and had her husband um, load her up and they came here to Lafayette Regional and um, the folks here um, started taking a look at her and try to figure out exactly what was going on with her. And uh, they did a great job of uncovering 
pretty serious issue. So uh, Lafayette Regional is a level three stroke center and a level three STEMI center. Jenny, uh, talk about what happened when she came in. I mean, she came in, she came in, I assume, through the ER, correct? Yeah, through triage. And um, I had just gotten here. So um, she was, she presented to the window with high blood pressure and a chest pain. Um, I took her back and we only had one room available because we were pretty busy that day. Um, and then Dr. Morgan came up. Um, we were both assessing her. She was she took off her clothes, trying to get her hooked up, and um, complained of a headache, and then seized. Okay, so so that that's kind of interesting, Christina. You know, I've done a lot of these shows on heart attack and stroke over the years, and women present differently symptom-wise than men do. Talk a little bit about that, and then how did you determine where we were at with Danelle whenever this was actually all occurring at the same time? You're right. Women often present differently than men. Men have the classic symptoms of chest pain going to my arm, where women can have the nausea, the upset stomach, um, chest pain. They can go in the opposite shoulder. She uh, presented with the chest pain and the headache and then started having a seizure. And then um, they paged code stroke overhead. And when that happened, we all converted to one room and they hooked her up to the monitor and actually realized she was in ventricle fibrillation and required further life-saving um, interventions. So we hooked her up to the monitor and we shocked her a couple of times and got her to come back. Wow. So she, she actually had a heart attack uh, occur right here um, in the ER. Yes, she did. Well, I guess if she was going to have it, this is probably the best place to have it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's interesting, you know, Jenny, she knew she was having a problem. Uh, unfortunately, and it probably wasn't the smartest thing she ever did, stop taking the blood pressure med. How much of an impact do you think that had on causing this whole thing to happen? Uh, probably a lot. Okay. Um, on top of that, she smoked. Okay, so, so now you've really got some complicating factors. Yeah, so that probably added to the clots and whatever else. You know, she had a big blockage in All her right, heart. So- so, so, Christina, when when you when did you actually realize that you know this is what was going on, and then how did you move to the next step, which was to reach out and say, "We need Life Flight Eagle here. We've got to get her out of here and get her out to Center Point." We actually realized something else was going on after we got her back and was starting to stabilize her for getting her to Center Point. The monitor showed that she had ST elevation and showed us that she was having a full blown emergency heart attack and that she needed to get out as fast as she could and life flight eagle is that option for us okay so talk a little bit about that if you will and 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 matt about you know the partnership here with life flight eagle so there's a helipad literally right outside this door that i walked across to get in here today so talk a little bit about what you know how how you service this community through lafayette regional medical center Absolutely. Um, so Lafayette Regional, as a level three um, STEMI center, um, has protocols in place so that when a um, uh, somebody presents and has a heart attack, um, they uh, will immediately call us. Um, we'll check weather and make sure that we are flyable and head this direction. Um, so while we're doing that, um, part of their process is that they have um, a team from their maintenance department that goes out and checks the helipad, make sure that there's not any debris on the helipad. Um, while they have some of their nurses are caring for the patient, some of them are arranging for transport, or I'm sorry, transfer to um, a cardiac cath lab 
um, center point in this in this particular case. Um, and so it's kind of a, a well-oiled machine that they have happening here. They call us. We become then part of that larger machine um, in in uh, taking care of, of Danelle in this case. And then while um, while we're all doing that here at Lafayette Regional, getting ready to transport her, the center point team is getting spun up and ready um, so that as soon as we land at center point, um, they are ready to uh, take her into the cath lab and to uh, to perform that final life-saving um, procedure that she needs. Jenny, uh, that's quite a uh, coordination there between Life Flight, you, and then now Centerpoint. There, there are a lot of people involved in this, kind of orchestrating this to make it all work. Yeah, but we all kind of know our role, so we go to what we know. And everybody works really well together because there's not very many of us here. Yeah, so, so it's like a coordinated team. It is. Yeah. All right, so, so Christina, whenever when, when you call LifeLight, are you actually talking to them and saying, this is what we've got going on to their paramedics uh, and, and the nurse on the helicopters that are coming in here so they know what, what, what they're going to get, what, what's going to happen when they, when they arrive here at the scene? When we call, we are, we are actually talking to their dispatch who has a series of questions that they ask us to, pre- to help prepare their, their um, EM, or EMS personnel to better um, take care of the patient that we are having them transport. And so, so you're basically giving them the information. So then, Matt, that information goes to the flight crew, and the flight crew knows um, exactly uh, you know what they're what they're dealing with. And this helicopter flew from where? What base did this come out of? This helicopter actually came from Harrisonville, um, which is not the closest base here. But our Harrisonville, I'm sorry, our Odessa helicopter is the closest here. It was already in another patient flight, and so um, having uh, a busy day. It, w- it was a very busy day, but we had the opportunity um, because our coverage, our service areas overlap so well. We were able to still get a helicopter here, even though it wasn't the closest one. So um, the first thing that that happens is our crews check weather, make sure that we are um, safe to fly, and they get the helicopter up and going. And then our communication center relays the information um, like they were sharing um, about the patient, what sort of patient they're going after. And that lets them um, prepare and they can pull up the appropriate equipment in the helicopter, pull up the appropriate medicines in some cases, um, so that as soon as they hit the ground here, they are ready to come into the emergency room and uh, help these folks out and, and get um, get the patient loaded up. So that they come in with their equipment, uh, Christina, they, they get the patient and you tell the story then get them out yes we work very well together they come into the room they help us with whatever last minute stabilization we have to do so they can get to know the patient and then we transfer all of our stuff over to to their stuff while um, we can make sure that we have a seamless transport from our place to their transport great story all right folks that wraps it up for this segment we're going to be back after the break you're listening to america's Healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the hiu radio network coast to coast across the usa stay tuned we'll be back with more live from the lafayette regional health center in lexington missouri Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue our conversation. We are here at the Lafayette Regional Health Center in Lexington, Missouri, um, and we're telling a story about a lady by the name of Danelle Decker on November 19th that came here, presented with symptoms of a heart attack. Actually, 
had a heart attack right here in the ER. As you heard from Jenny and Christina, the two nurses that were on duty at the time, they then coordinated with Life Flight Eagle. Life Flight Eagle came in and picked up Danelle um, and then moved her to Centerpoint Hospital. And joining us from Centerpoint here on the show are Dwayne Chive, an RN, and Eva Rensing, also an RN at Centerpoint Hospital. Glad to have you guys on board. So, Matt, let's, so, so we got to the part where she's, you guys are on the way in here. All right. The, 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 your team comes in, the paramedic and the nurse gets, gets Danelle and puts her in the helicopter. Now what happens? Right. So we come to the, uh, the emergency department here at Lafayette, um, transfer care from, from the Lafayette team to our team. Uh, we moved her. Um, Danelle was on a ventilator. She had lots of different IV uh, medications running. So we moved all of that over to our um, transport equipment um, that is kind of a miniaturized version of a ventilator and everything. We're able to move that to the helicopter. And then it was only 14 minutes from the time that we lifted off here from Lafayette Regional um, until we arrived at Center point. So um, if, if you think about that, if you've ever made that drive from Lexington to um, to Independence, it's about a 45-minute drive. Um, we did that in about 15 minutes, um, uh, less than that, 14 minutes, and we're able to um, minimize her out-of-hospital time that way. So she went from um, an intensive care type of environment here at Lafayette Regional um, straight to an intensive care environment um, at Centerpoint without ever leaving that level of care. And that's really important for patients um, that are having a, a critical illness uh, or a critical injury. So Dwayne, talk a little bit about that about how important is it that, you know, she wasn't just being transported. Um, she was being transported, receiving care while she was in the air. And I'm assuming they were talking to you as they were coming into Centerpoint to tell you what was going on. Is that correct? Well, they definitely gave us a report. Um, Lafayette gave us a report prior to Life Flight Eagle being uh, in communication with us about what was going on in her critical condition, uh, that she was having a heart attack on a ventilator, unresponsive. Uh, once we did receive the report, the cath team was activated, and we went into action very quickly to receive her. We took her directly from Life Flight Eagle off the helicopter to our cath lab. So, Eva, you were there to receive her along with Dwayne. Um, how, how was she presenting with symptom-wise and, and you know, when she actually got to Centerpoint Hospital? Uh, when she arrived, she was intubated on multiple drips. Um, she So intubated, she had a breathing tube in that was breathing for her. Um, she, she was bradycardic. She had a slow heart rate, um, which was indicative of a right coronary uh, heart attack. Okay. Um, so when we brought her to the cath lab, we had already received a page. We had about 15 minutes to prepare our cath lab. We met them um, at the Life Flight Eagle on the helipad, brought her in. Um, we knew um, based on the EKG that we thought it was a right coronary artery um, heart attack. So we, um, our doctor too, was the doctor, um, part of the team. He uh, quickly put a stent and ballooned um, and opened her artery and we shipped her off to the ICU and she discharged um, in the next two days within That's 48 amazing. hours. That's- that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she came very close to not surviving that situation. Yep. And literally, go back through that again. He, he put the balloon in. Yep. Opened up the, the artery. That is correct. And I believe days. our balloon time was 38 minutes. From the time she landed until the time we opened her artery, it only took 38 minutes. And that's getting her on the table and getting her hooked up to our machines and changing our IV, you know, their IV drips over to our IV drips. That's a lot of coordination that we have to do. Um, and our doctor was able to get in there immediately and, and open her artery. You know, Dwayne, you know, I've done a number of these shows over the years with Life Flight Eagle, and they call this the golden hour. Absolutely. That particular hour, um, <laughs> that term originated in Vietnam. But having said that, um, it looks like you, you know, you were able to really take advantage of that golden hour, and literally, 38 minutes later, she her problem was solved. Well, that's one thing we do push with all of our EMS agencies throughout uh, the local area is early activation. That way, we can prepare them earlier. The national standard for door to balloon from when they hit the emergency department to when they have the first inflation of the balloon is 90 minutes. 
We got that by 38 minutes because of the early activation and early flight by Lifelight Eagle. So it, it, part of that was obviously the folks at Lafayette recognizing what was going on. The second Absolutely. part of it was the folks from Lifelight Eagle being able to get here, get her in that helicopter, and 14 minutes later she presents it at, at Centerpoint Hospital, and you're able to immediately move her into the cath lab. Absolutely. And so that, that all of that comes together and works as a result of the coordination between all the teams. So how important is this partnership with Lifelight Eagle in terms of being able to get people from these rural communities where they do a tremendous amount of these flights to the hospitals to be able to survive an event like this? Oh, it's, it's vital, uh, very much vital, because we have a lot of rural uh, communities around Missouri where you can be an hour and a half, let's say, from the hospital uh, f- driving, and it, you know, 70 miles an hour for an ambulance, they you know, take an hour and a half, whereas you can fly directly and take you 25, 35 minutes. And a uh, helicopter is actually a flying emergency department. So you can do anything in the helicopter you can in the emergency department, and you can get them there so much faster with, you know, accredited uh, nurses and paramedics that's gone through all the training, specialized training, to be able to transfer these patients that are critically ill. So, Eva, you, you, you literally must have a team standing by at Centerpoint 24-7? Yes, 24 so, hours. Okay, so, yeah. that, so that's how this works. You're not on the phone going, doctor, you need to come off the golf course and be in the hospital because we've got, you've got, your team is there ready to go. We are ready to go. Within 30 minutes, we are ready to go once we receive a page that we have a STEMI coming in. That, that's, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, we have yeah. this room ready in 30 minutes. We go to the ER or, or up, sometimes it happens in the unit on the floor and we are able to bring the patient down. Okay, so I'm guessing you're probably a little older than Eva as I'm sitting here looking at you, Dwayne. I'm the most chronologically challenged in the room. So, so, but, so how much different is this now? Because I'm, I'm sure you've been doing this for quite a while. Yes, sir. How much different is it now than what it used to be, say, 10 years ago? Well, I can tell you just I've been a nurse for almost 30 years now. Okay. And, um, you gave that away, not me. Yes, thank okay, you. So, thank you. Uh, you're right here. Uh, thank uh, you. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, it used to be, you know, many, many years ago, we missed 90% of women's heart attacks because they came in and presented with different symptoms. They would present with epigastric pain or they felt bloated. And one of the quotes that um, I've seen is, I thought I had the flu. Men, we come in like Sanford and Son, you know, I'm coming home, Elizabeth, and clutching our chest, gray, vomiting. And uh, you can definitely look at a guy and say, ooh, he looks bad having a heart attack. Whereas a woman, she may have dental pain, but she's having a heart attack. Just Totally different symptoms. Yeah, very different symptoms. How, how, Eva, how, you know, the, 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 the nurses from uh, Lafayette, Ginny and Christina, talked about the fact that this woman, for some reason, chose not to take her high blood pressure medicine for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? I mean, seriously? Not a good uh, choice, but yeah. paired with smoking. And, you know, there's a lot of risk factors that, that add up. Um, Diet, exercise. Um, but those two things together. Those two things are terrible. It's pushed her. Yeah. It sounded to me like what I was hearing from those nurses was that pushed her over the edge. That that had a significant contribution uh, or factor to causing her to have this heart attack in the first place. That's correct. How interesting. You never know, do you? All right, folks. If you want a Lifelight Eagle membership, by the way, you can get it by going to lifelighteagle.org. That's lifelighteagle.org. You can call 888-601-4913. Matt, the price of a membership. $59 a year. I still can't believe it's $59, people. Yes, and I have my card in my wallet um, because, you, you know, as I always say, you're not going to get a phone call the day that you need this helicopter. If you're in an accident, you're the person that has that heart attack uh, and you need that helicopter, 
um, that, that LifeFlight Eagle membership can save you a ton of money and make a big difference for you. So once again, the website, lifeflighteagle.org or 888-601-4913, $59 a year. That's not $59 per person. That's $59 per family. We'll be right back after the break with more from Lafayette Regional Health Center here in Lexington, Missouri. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question or a comment, send me an email. Get a couple of hundred of them a day so I don't answer each one the same day. But as I frequently tell you, I answer each and every one of them. So once again, the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Gary Hall. We're broadcasting live uh, from the Lafayette Regional Health Center here in Lexington, Missouri. Um, in studio with me, Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle doing his 127th show, which he didn't know until I told him that today. Um, and and Dwayne Chive, uh, an RN at Centerpoint Hospital, and Eva Rensing, an RN at Centerpoint. We're talking about an event that happened on November 19th, Danelle Decker, uh, presented here at Lafayette uh, with the symptoms of a heart attack. She was taken in 14 minutes to um, Centerpoint Regional uh, Medical Center where they got her in a cath lab, and uh, she was treated in 38 minutes and put and, and transferred to ICU. Pretty remarkable stuff, isn't it? Uh, well, you know, the key to this whole story is that Life Flight Eagle membership and that Life Flight Eagle helicopter. So if you want to know how to get a membership for your family, $59 a year covers everybody. I keep telling them they should raise that price, but they won't do it. LifeFlightEagle.org is the website. You can apply online or the phone number, 888-601-4913, 888-601-4913. All right, so you know you started down this path a little bit, Dwayne. Let's talk a little bit about this because men and women present very differently. Absolutely. So let, let, let's talk a little bit more about that and, and what are those differences and why is it important? You know, women are the caregivers in the family. So what typically happens is they're so busy taking care of everybody else, nobody's taking care of them. Right. Okay, and a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm going to be okay. I'll be fine. I'm going to... And that may not happen. Now, what's the statistic that you gave when we were on break about heart attacks in this in this country? Well, one of the things is uh, disease, uh, cardiac disease or heart disease is the number one killer of women. And that's really phenomenal when you think about cancers and other things, you know, many other diseases. Yeah, because when you ask that question, if I do, when I do public speaking events, especially when there's a large audience of women, I ask that question. You know the answer I get? Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Which is completely wrong. Right. Yeah. It, it is heart attack. That's absolutely correct. Uh, the statistic I was going to give you was uh, one death every 38 seconds from cardiovascular disease That's in the United amazing. States. Yes. That is, and you know, the sad part of that is that this is probably, I'm going to take a guess, 90% preventable if, 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 if you're paying attention oh, and, absolutely. and you're aware of what the issues are. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, like you were saying about the, the difference in symptoms, whereas, you know, I was saying that men come in, they're gray, ashen, sweaty. Uh, vomiting, maybe have high blood pressure, maybe low blood pressure. Women come in, like I said, with dental pain, very vague symptoms because, like you Headaches. said, they, they want to wait. Yes, yeah. they yeah. want to wait, and they they just blow everything off. Maybe take a tums at home, thinking this is going away, but they're actually having a heart attack. So, so Eva, how important is it for women to be aware of this and to understand? You know, if you've got an issue, 
there's no harm in coming to a facility like, like Lafayette Regional or Centerpoint and presenting and saying, I don't know what's going on, but I don't feel good. I don't feel right. Um, I don't know if I'm having an issue, a heart attack, or I'm not having an issue. Um, how, how important is it that they take that step and not do what Dwayne just said, which is, well, I can do it tomorrow, or I've got I've to go do this with the kids, or I've got to take care of that in the house. It's extremely important. Um, it's very important for them to understand the risk factors and what their symptoms may be and how they may be atypical um, so they can go and get the early care. Um, the earlier time is muscle. And, you know, it's when there's an occlusion, when they're having a heart attack, they are not getting oxygen to the cardiac muscle, um, which is pumping blood to the whole body. So it's can, they can decline very rapidly. Um, and although they're not presenting the same as men, they, it's very important for them to get to a facility, tell um, the facility their symptoms, um, and get a chest x-ray, or check, excuse me, an EKG, um, so we can see if there's any changes in that, and, um, and follow up preventative care too, take your medications, no smoking, yeah, Fred, well, those, good those, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah th those, those two factors are huge. People yep. that smoke, Dwayne, <clears throat> the, the risk factor for people smoke is significantly greater, is it not? Oh, it's phenomenally higher with the smoking, high blood pressure, diabetes, especially with diabetics, because a lot of diabetics have what's called neuropathy. They have their nerve endings act actually are not as active as what they should be. You could be having a heart attack and not even know it, um, have other symptoms like repetitive vomiting. Well, then they think they have the flu when they're having a heart attack because they're not having the chest pain because those nerve endings are no longer functioning correctly. So if you're a diabetic mm -hmm. and you're smoking, you're, you're, you're really pushing your, your set, risk factors significantly higher. You're sitting on a stick of dynamite, yes. That, that, that's, that's a pretty good way to put it. Go, go back and explain. Eva made a comment. Time is muscle. I've heard this before. Explain to the audience what that means. Well, as your heart is pumping, it's filling the left bottom chamber of your heart's filling with oxygenated blood. As it squeezes, it squeezes blood up through what's called the aorta. As it's going through there, it circulates actually back to the heart. It's giving blood and oxygen back to itself. Whenever you have a coronary occlusion or a blood clot or a piece of fat that occludes that artery, that part of the muscle is kind of like sitting on your foot. When you sit on your foot, there's no blood circulating through it. It turns blue. So that after a period of time, that muscle will die, slowly will die. When you get off your foot and you kind of put your foot down, there's needles when you have some circulation. That's the reason you have the cardiac pain. That muscle is dying, so it hurts. That's the reason you have the, the chest pain so, or referred pain. So, so as Eva was saying, so the longer you wait, the more of that muscle dies. Absolutely. And, and so, Eva, once that happens, are you bring, can you bring that muscle back or is that it's gone? Whatever you've lost, you've lost. Um, it depends. You know, okay. I've seen where people gain some cardiac function back and sometimes they don't. So it can go either way. Yeah. So the moral of the story is don't wait. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you think you've got an issue, present so, so, so that they understand. So go back, going back to how this coordinates, so you all get together and practice this so everybody knows what there's – it was interesting to listen to the, 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 the two nurses from Lafayette talk, uh, to listen to Ginny and Christina talk about we all do what our specific tasks are. So it, it sounds like it's very coordinated. Um, and I assume you must rehearse this or practice this so you know exactly what you're going to do in 38 minutes to get somebody in through the cath lab and out the door. That's pretty remarkable. Well, what we do is we actually do on-the-job training. We also have cardiac nurses that come down and start working through the cath lab. Um, we do classes. We have to take classes every year to be able to stay current on everything we do. 
we do talk about things and um, in the morning time we huddle. We talk about any problems or any good things we've done and who's going to be in what rooms and things like that. So you, you basically kind of know your roles before you even start the day. So that when it happens, it, you already know what you're going to do. Right. You just look up at the person, you know, you can just do eye contact and know what they're going to be doing before you even ask them. P- pretty remarkable. Matt, talk a little bit about how the Life Flight Eagle team coordinates with this facility and the uh, here at Lafayette Regional and the other rural hospitals that you work with because that, that key to making all this work um, is very, very important. Absolutely. So heart attacks are something that we call a time-critical diagnosis, and, and that goes back to what Eva was saying um, as far as the, the time is muscle. Um, and what that means is that um, the longer someone waits, uh, the greater chance that they will uh, either not survive the incident um, or that they will um, not return to life as normal. They may have to go to an assisted living or have um, significant deficits. And so we practice these time-critical diagnosis um, events with uh, the small community hospitals um, throughout our region, and that, um, that includes stroke. It includes um, STEMIs or heart attacks like this. It includes trauma. And we'll actually do practice drills um, with the hospitals where we have a mock patient um, who we will have come in and present with symptoms. Um, and the, the rural community team uh, at, the, at the rural hospital will um, go through the motions, practice it just like what, a, what an NFL team might do, um, practice the plays over and over again. Um, they'll practice getting us here, uh, loading them in the helicopter. And then in some cases, we actually practice the transport to uh, center point um, so that they can then practice um, practice that drill as well. So healthcare is, is much like a, a professional sport in that you're, you have to practice all the time and you're also learning continuously. Um, just because you graduate from nursing school or graduate from paramedic school uh, or even medical school doesn't mean that your training is over. It's just a continual process of learning and getting better and taking advantage of the new techniques and the new processes that are available um, to help save people's lives. So, and, and we're coming on break here, but there's a point I want you to make, and that is to, to be a, a, a paramedic or a nurse on a Life Flight Eagle helicopter, what, what's the requirement, what's the training, and what's the experience requirement? So all of our um, nurses and paramedics have to have at least five years of experience before they're eligible to apply. Um, most, of our, most of them have a significant amount more than that, and that means that they've been in an ICU um, or they've been in an ER at a high-volume um, uh, large center. Um, for at least five years. And then our paramedics have been on a um, high volume um, advanced life support uh, ambulance for so at least five so, years. So, so there's a lot of training, uh, you, you know, on the ground training, if you will, dealing with these, these circumstances. And then obviously the same thing when they get in the helicopter. It's a whole different ball game, though. Absolutely. They have, uh, they've had a, a whole lot of experience before they ever come to Life Flight Eagle. And then we put them through um, a tremendous amount of, of education before we ever let them get on the helicopter to care for our patients. Um, but then all of our crews, um, just like what um, Dwayne was mentioning, um, you're going through continuous learning. Pretty amazing stuff, folks. If you uh, want to learn more about what they do, go to the website, lifeflighteagle.org. If you want that $59 membership for your family, lifeflighteagle.org or 888-601-4913, 888-601-4913. We'll be back after the break. We'll wrap it up with the final segment of the show here from Lafayette Regional Medical Center in Lexington, Missouri. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on America's Healthcare Advocate.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Oscar Monterosa, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. The website for Lifelight Eagle, this show is about Lifelight Eagle and the life-saving services they provide in and around the Kansas City metro, and they do a wonderful job. But by the way, Lifelight Eagle is a 501c3 not-for-profit, so this is a not-for-profit community ambulance air ambulance service, air med service that we have here uh, in the Kansas City Metro with the great history that does an amazing amount of good in our community. We're going to talk a little more about that with Matt Doherty from Life Flight Eagle. The website, though, is lifeflight.org. Lifeflight.org is the website. It's lifeflighteagle.org. That's the website. The phone number 888-601-4913. 888-601-4913. a year is the membership fee. That's for the whole family. That's it. $59. Pretty important, especially if you ever get a bill for one of these flights if you didn't have insurance or the coverage. They are extremely expensive. So, all right. So, Matt, let's talk a little bit about some of the engagement with the community. There's a lot more than just flying a helicopter, okay? First of all, you've got a ground transport program now that you just kicked off. And then we've got this rural education program, which is a really big deal. So let's chat about that a little bit. It is a big deal, and it's becoming a bigger a bigger deal. As I mentioned, all, all healthcare organizations and um, practitioners have to go through continuing uh, education to maintain their license, but also there's just no other way to keep up with all of the new technology that's coming out, all of the new life-saving procedures and medications and, and all of the kinds of things that we can do now to be able to save someone's life better than what we have been able to do in the past. And so Lifelight Eagle is, has developed as part of its mission to provide this training um, to community organizations, the fire departments, the EMS agencies, the community hospitals, to provide that training to them, whether or not we ever fly the patient, it's it's enabling them to be able to take better care of the patients within their own communities. We have this fantastic resource and these people who we um, spend a lot of money training so that they're the best of the best on the helicopter. Um, and so we take that opportunity to be able to have those same people go out and deliver classes to the other folks who are working at EMS agencies and fire departments. Yeah. And so where would they get that training if you weren't giving it to them? If, if, if Life Flight Eagle didn't provide this service to these rural communities, and if, like you interact here at Lafayette Regional, you talked about rehearsing, your guys come in, you know, the, you do a mock drill, you bring the helicopter the whole nine yards. Where would they get that training if you weren't doing this? You know, some of the bigger departments and bigger hospitals um, are fortunate enough to have training budgets where they're able to provide training for, for their employees. But uh, as you get into the rural communities and especially the smaller fire departments, the smaller EMS agencies, they simply don't have the budgets. And so what happens is that they, uh, in a lot of cases, the employees themselves are responsible for getting their own training. And that can be expensive. They have to travel somewhere to uh, a workshop where they can get some uh, training education hours. Um, or in some cases, we've actually seen people um, who have let their licenses expire or drop to a lower level of care because they simply can't afford either the time or the money to maintain their license at that higher level. And so as a result, the community suffers because um, those the folks on the ambulance or the folks in the hospital don't have that level of capability that they might be able to have if they'd been able to have that education. And and there wouldn't be stories like the story we just did here about Danelle Decker, who on November 18th had her life saved because she came to a place where you guys had worked with this crew here at Lafayette Regional. They knew what their job was. You all were able to pick her up in the helicopter. 14 minutes later, she arrives at Centerpoint and with a team of dedicated professionals that get her in and out of a cath lab and basically saved her life in 38 minutes. Very much so. Her outcome is exactly what we want. You know, um, we, we would like for nobody to ever have to have a heart attack or, or to have a stroke or to be involved in an accident. But we want to give those people the very best opportunity um, at having a positive outcome, at surviving it and, um, you know, living a new life after the fact. And she did. She, she did. It was, but, 
She was amazing. Uh, Eva said she walked out of the hospital two days. Two after, days. I mean, that's you really think about that a bit. I mean, you had a heart attack and you walked out. You walked out of the hospital two days later. Two days later, and it was great to see her. Um, Centerpoint held a, a great save event to honor EMS employees who had who had done a, a great job with a whole bunch of different cases. Uh, it was great to see her there um, and get to see her with her grandkids at the hockey game afterward. Um, they did a ceremony at the Mavericks game um, honoring all of the patients who had sur- who had survived um, these great saves and honoring all of the EMS personnel who had been involved in the great saves. So those are the outcomes that we're looking for. And if we can provide training and education that can help make more of those outcomes possible, that's really what we want to do. Yeah, and that is what you do. And that's why this mission uh, with Life Flight Eagle is very, very different than, than a lot of these for-profits that we see around the country that do air ambulance. I say this all the time. This is not conglomerate air people. Uh, you know, this is your hometown community-based air ambulance service now has the ground component. Talk a little bit about that ground component because that is relatively new, okay? And you just kicked it off here, what, the first of the year? Yeah, it's been, it's been a few months now. Um, so one of the limiting factors that we have with being able to fly is when we have thunderstorms or we have icing types of, of conditions. Unfortunately, the helicopters simply can't fly through those conditions. It's not safe for them to do so. And, and the safety of our of our patients and of our crews is our number one value. We want to um, make sure that they're able to arrive safely at the definitive care that they need. So when we're not able to fly, we have this valuable resource of our crews who are at a base, um, these highly trained crews. And so we now uh, have the opportunity to have them respond in a ground ambulance if they're unable to fly fly. And we don't have the, the advantage of speed that we have when we're able to fly our patients, but we do have the advantage of that critical care, that intensive care level of treatment that we're able to provide the patient while they're uh, in route from the community hospital to that uh, to the center point or to uh, a St. Luke's or a KU or a research medical center or University in Columbia or Springfield, wherever the patient goes. Yeah. And the thing is, that's important, I think, for the audience to understand here is that they're not just getting transported, they're getting treated and transported while they're moving from point A to point B. It truly is a mobile intensive care unit, whether it's it's going 150 miles an hour in the air as a, as a flying intensive care unit or it's in the back of our critical care ambulance. Um, it truly is you're receiving the same type of treatment that you would get in an intensive care unit. Yeah, and I think that's what's critical for people to know. I want to shift gears just real quickly, talk, close it out by talking a little bit about the membership program. Um, it's $59 a year. Okay, that covers your cost. All right, so now you're going to shock people because I'm going to ask you to tell them what's it cost to fly one of these flights? It can be thirty-five or forty thousand uh, dollars. It's very expensive um, to fly. It can help save your life, but it's very expensive. And um, sometimes health insurance doesn't cover that entire cost. In fact, I would say most of the time, it at all. Uh, most of the time, it's not going to cover it uh, at all. And so the membership um, uh, is is a is a great way to just protect yourself from that potential out of pocket cost. We hope you never have to use it. We hope we never have to fly you because nothing like this ever happens. But if we do have to fly you, uh, we will bill your health insurance that you have or Medicare for our older patients, um, and take whatever reimbursement that they provide um, uh, to us for that. And then we write off the rest of the bill so that you're not having to pay that difference out of pocket. So, and that's that's a big deal because there's no, what that means, folks, is there's no balance bill. That means that if the if the insurance company uh, allocated uh, five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, whatever the case may be, you know that that's where we're at. So it's important to understand that membership can make a big difference for you. Not only save your life, but uh, probably save you a lot of money by having the membership. The phone number for membership is 888-601-4913, 888-601-4913. The Website lifeflighteagle.org. Thank you, Matt Doherty. Great show today. Thank you. Glad we were able to get it on. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish as fools. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.